What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to the very unsportsmanlike podcast. My name is Quincy, and this is my podcast. And you can find more information on the show at www.podpage.com forward slash 15 yards. That's P O D P A G E dot com forward slash 15 yards. And as usual, I got the, the homies Ray and Buck joining me from New Jersey and Pensacola, respectively. Fellas, what's going on? Hey, How's everybody up? doing? What's up? All right, all right. Let's get to it. Okay, so uh, let's see. All right, we'll start off with the Thursday night game. Carolina took care of the Texans pretty easily, 24 to 9. Sam Darnold threw for 304 yards. Um, I don't feel like Carolina's just really been tested yet, but I mean, they've looked pretty good so far. And I mean, are we starting to believe that it's more about the Jets being bad than Sam Darnold being bad? Jets suck. I mean, let's let's just be real. Um, other than the Super Bowl that they, you know, guaranteed, they hadn't really done anything since then except for when Joe Klecko and Mark Gastineau was there with the sack exchange. You know, it was kind of fun then. You know, the, the Jets were doing a little bit of something right then. And then as recent as, I guess, um, when Mark Sanchez got there and they went to back-to-back um, – AFC Championship games or something like that. But other than that, there's been massive gaps in between that. Um, the best, Like I said earlier, um, the best time the Jets were even relevant was back during the Sackers change days. And, you know, each year, you know, with those two guys, Clicko and Gastineau and the, that whole defensive front, they, they meant something then, but not – but, I mean, really, since then, they've just really had – since then and before then – you know, before then, it was all the way back to Joe Namath. So, I mean, really, yeah. they hadn't they hadn't really been anything. So They had um, a nice little run with uh, Mark Sanchez getting to the AFC Championship. But, yeah. But really, yeah. But yeah, they're not consistent. But I definitely think yeah. it's more of them than it was Sam Darnold. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, we all took the, 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 the Panthers in that game. So... Uh, we all got that one right. We had a really good week. Everybody had a good week. And all right. So Chicago, I'm sorry, Cleveland 26, Chicago 6. This was some of the worst offensive football that I may have seen. And in, 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 I, 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 it's hard to say in my lifetime that I've, I've like watched most of the game. And um, the, the Bears had six first downs. They had one net passing yard, one net passing yard, 47 total yards. All right. And I have never seen such an impotent offense that I can think of. Uh, Ray, what about you, man? This is the worst display of offense I've ever seen, and I, I don't get it. Oh, I, I, This is one of the few games I didn't see or hear anything about the game. I mean, I, uh, I assume Justin Fields didn't do all that great, but they were saying that they don't know. It could be one to three quarterbacks starting in Chicago next week and stuff like that. But I really didn't know Man, he or see anything about it. I don't feel like they helped him at all. They, they didn't design anything for him to get out the pocket. 
and he just stayed back there and got killed. I mean, he got sacked nine times. I don't know how many times he got hit. Man, nine uh, times. Yeah, he got sacked nine times. Uh, Miles Garrett broke a franchise record with four, like four and a half sacks. And so uh, they never made adjustments. He just dropped back and got killed every every single play. It was well, it was I, bad. This is what I would say though. I felt like starting him against Cleveland was a disaster from the start with. Because mm-hmm. no Miles Garrett is gonna be coming. Then they got Javion Clowney on the other side, and they got guys in the secondary. So when you're going up against a top defense like that. And you're a rookie quarterback. How can you really be successful against that? You know, wait till the next week and then, you know, get Nick Foles to start and then bring him in slowly or whatever the case may be. But you bring him in now and and all that stuff happens, then, you know, he's going to say all the right things. But, you know, that's going to be in the back of his mind. You know what I mean? He's going to maybe tentative. I don't know why Matt Nagy still has a job. I I just don't. I, I mean, because I, I just feel like he's just – and then for him to announce it's going to be one of three quarterbacks as if the quarterbacks were the problem, um, I, I mean, he had no imagination in that, that offense whatsoever. It, that was some of the worst display of football I've seen. And as far as our picks, uh, Buck, you were the only person – you were the lone wolf on the Bears, man. So <laughs> – they didn't come through for you this go around. But all right, Buffalo 43, the football team 21. And Josh Allen 358 yards passing. And Buck, I think what surprised me the most so far this season, Washington's defense is not living up to what it did last year. Well, sometimes you can believe everything you read. And you're, you know, you have to, it's an, you know, what have you done for me lately, league? Um, what you did last year is last year. You got to do – you got to bring it back this year. And Washington hasn't been able to do that. Um, they no longer have the – you know, they don't have um, the same quarterback they had last year. You know, they're going with Fitzmagic. Um, but he's, he's a streaky-type quarterback. Well, he got hurt. This rascal could uh, – he got hurt, yeah, but in any event – yeah, but uh, yeah, Heineken played this the last the last weekend this week. <clears throat> but even if if Fitzpatrick was there, he's streaky. He's a guy that could throw five, three, you know, four or five hundred yards, and he still lose the game. But then next week he'll throw for one hundred thirty eight yards and win the game with two touchdowns. I mean, it just it's it's he's really a streaky quarterback. But their defense, I think, what you're seeing with Washington is this: you can have a great defense, but if Demarcus is on the field all day. They're gonna get tired, and September is 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 preseason for the pros. Since they really don't play during preseason, I just check off September. September one is when the pros kind of get acclimated. Everything it still counts, but October when it gets real. But is it getting real for some of these teams sooner than rather than later? Yeah, it's real confusing with what it is for a lot of teams, and so. All right, the Titans beat the Colts 25-16. And uh, Tannehill, 197 yards. Derrick Henry, 113 yards. And the Colts just, they haven't figured it out yet. They haven't figured it out yet. Oh, I forgot to mention, back in the Buffalo-Washington game, we all took Buffalo. Um, As far as the Colts and Tennessee, all of us took Tennessee. 
So we all got that right. Um, and this one kind of, well, I ain't gonna say I was surprised, but the Falcons went on the road and beat the Giants 17 to 14. And right, I mean, the Giants, I, I don't know what to say about the franchise, man, because Saquon Barkley is back. He really can't get going. And they just seem they just seem to not be a smart team. Yeah, I mean, but to their credit, they could easily be two and one. They lost both games on the last play of game. So it's kind of like, you know, not that they were playing anybody, but it's just because, you know, Washington turned out to be not as good as we thought they would be. And, um, you know, Atlanta, they're not as good as, as even we thought they might be with the smallest expectations. So, I mean, I think they, they can come together, but they have to – everybody has to play up their potential. Saquon Barkley, he's, he's tipping in the hole. You know, he acts like he's always thinking about the injury. See the difference between him yeah. and Dak Prescott? Yeah. Dak Prescott come out there like, man, I got my cheese. I ain't got nothing to lose. And I'm coming out here swinging. Saquon Barkley act like he's playing for a contract or something, you know, and he's afraid he's going to get hurt. You can't play football like that. I mean, he can still run the ball, but he's not running the ball like he could run the ball if he would just get that mental edge off of it. So Giants got a few things going on. I mean, um, the wide receiver core. It's not performing the way that they should. And um, they could turn it around, but it, it's, it's going to be hard. Somebody's going to have to be the leader. Who is the leader of the New York Giants? You know, is it Daniel know. Jones? Is it, is it uh, offensive lineman? Is, is it the running back? Is it one of the wide receivers? You know, wide receivers, game before last on the sideline, arguing. With the quarterback, you know, that shows undisciplined right there. So, yeah, they just need help. They do big time. And Saquon, it kind of reminds me of another um, running back that they used to have who used to run hard. And then all of a sudden he started tiptoeing Brandon yeah. Jacobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was 260 so. pounds, uh, bronze one game and marshmallow the next. Yep. And all right, so Eminem was the only one who took Atlanta in that one. All of us had the Giants. And so Cincinnati 24, Pittsburgh 10, 58,000 people at highest field witnessed this game. And, but I mean, first half, yeah, y'all were still in it. But after the third quarter, man, it just looked like. I, I don't know. Uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, the Tyler Boyd said that he thought the Steelers quit. I mean, how'd you feel about the way your yeah. team played? Uh, we played horrible. I mean, it, it's no other way to say it. I mean, I can see it last week. Um, I, that's the reason I went with Cincinnati. The bottom line of it is this. We got tons of injuries. We have a college coordinator trying to call college plays. And you can tell that the – I mean, it's like we got 10 or 15 plays and that's it. He won't let Ben call anything. He can't call anything at the line of scrimmage. He, call, he can't call. He can't audible out out of anything. He can't. He can't 
hurry up offense. It's just really weird. I mean, it's like he's got handcuffs on. So Big Ben, even when we we had we've had bad offensive lines in the past, Big Ben was able to, you know, even when Ty Haley was there, we were able to kind of, you know, let him do his thing so we could at least, you know, win some football games. But with Matt Canada, I mean, this is a deal when you, you know, you got to, you as an 18-year vet got to say, hey, look, we need to have some play. He made, um, he comes on, on and does a little deal on Wednesdays. And he said back in the day, he'd have like 100 plays he could call at the line of scrimmage. Now he only has about 10 or 15. But if you don't give the man a chance and you're always playing from behind, I mean, at some point you got to do something to get a spark. You know, Haskins doesn't have it, you know, and, and, and Rudolph doesn't have it. These guys don't have the knowledge that Big Ben has. This is a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. You've got to take the chains off and let the man play. Yes, he's injured. We know that. But Big Ben still has enough sense to be able to make plays downfield and call the plays he needs to call if he sees a certain type of defense. So those guys got to get on the same page for the offense to work. Defensively, we got a lot of injuries, and we, we just got to get healthy. So, I mean, we still got plenty of time, but Matt Canada and Big Ben going to have to get on the same page sooner rather than later if we plan on winning football games. I feel you because it's, it's not going well for you all at all right right now. And um, ever since last season, it's just been a lull. And so you and Ray both took Cincinnati. Uh, Eminem and I took Pittsburgh. And uh, so we have faith in y'all if y'all didn't in yourselves. But uh, Pittsburgh, you know, 21 first downs to Cincinnati's 12. Big Ben got sacked four times. Um, the Steelers outgained them 342 yards to 268. Had 11 more minutes in time of possession. But, uh, I mean, Joe Burrow was efficient, 14 of 18, only 172, but he had three touchdowns, uh, one interception, and a 122.9 quarterback rating, whereas Big Ben's 38 of 58, 318 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, and, like I said, sacked four times. And anytime Big Ben throws for almost 60, 60 times, man, that is not going to be good. That is not going to be good at all. He, like I said, he got sacked four times. He got hit seven times. So they were putting a lot of pressure on him. So that offensive line is going to have to try to figure it out. All right. The Saints 28, the Patriots 13. And um, let's see. Eminem was the only one who took the Saints. All of us took the Patriots. Right when – when the Patriots got rid of Cam Newton, I thought for sure that Matt, Matt Jones was, you know, was ready, so to speak. And I don't blame Matt Jones because he's a rookie. But he just doesn't seem – I'm not saying he's bad, but he just doesn't seem ready to the point that they will release a veteran. I mean, of course, I'm sure there's more to it. But, man, the, the Patriots just don't look all that prepared to me, man. And now they got to deal with Tom Brady – Coming back to New England, I don't know how they're going to go. Ray? Huh? At, at, what, at, at what point do you think people are going to say that Bill Belichick can't win without Tom Brady? I mean, I know it's real early in the season, but I, the Patriots just don't look all that great. 
And I was expecting a lot more out of them this year, getting all those people back from COVID. No, well, right now it's just a lot of lot of bullshit being said. Like you know, um, New England can't win and all this and that because Tom Brady won last year. But all this is based upon Tom Brady going to a team with two Pro Bowl receivers. Top, I, I would say Antonio Brown is a top seven receiver all time. I would say Gronk is a top three tight end of all time. So that makes it different than the team that Jameis Winston had. And then, you know, but that's the narrative that they push. If you don't know football, you say, oh, man, Tom Brady just did it again. Tom Brady was great. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, everything went his way. And he capitalized off of defensive players like Dominica Sue and guys like that coming in and playing and all that other kind of stuff. That made everything different. Now, Belichick is in a place where you got to start from rock bottom. Your quarterback left. And then you had to get a whole lot of new players on offense. You got to get a lot of new players on defense. Then you got to give them time to jail. They're one point away from being two and one. So it's kind of like, okay, at what point do you ever see a legendary quarterback go out and then they get another quarterback and then they right back in the mix? Maybe Green Bay when they got Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for four years before he uh, got his shot. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of different. They didn't go year to year. So I think, you know, give it time. I still think it, it was, to me, it's more Belichick than it was Brady. Brady is a great quarterback by what he's accomplished. He's going to be considered the greatest football player of all time. It's, and, you know, I disagree with that, but that's what it is. I mean, that quarterback, you have to give him that because of what he accomplished. So, New England, I think they'll be okay. They just got to settle down and they got to play together. And I think they're going to do that once Matt uh, Jones get really comfortable and the team gets comfortable with him. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, they got a lot of work ahead of them. But um, when, like I said, when they when they dunk Cam, I just thought like, oh, man, they must really feel like they're ready. But um, it's, it's a lot they have to, to do. They've been worse all off right. with him. Yeah. All right. So uh, this game, I, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chargers 30, Chiefs 24, 72,000 people, 73,000 at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, got to check this this out, and it was a pretty interesting game. Uh, Kansas City had 32 first downs, so they were moving the ball. 186 yards rushing, 260 yards passing. Um, they outgained the Chargers by almost 80 yards, but they had four turnovers, and that's going to kill you every time. They had four turnovers. Mahomes um, had two interceptions. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumbled again. Tyreek Hill fumbled. And um, they just made too many mistakes that allowed the Chargers to stay in it. And, Buck, I just feel like the, the Chargers, man, Justin Herbert, he's looking really good, and – 
they're they're making some strides, man, and this was a big win for them. This is a huge win for the Chargers. Um, ever since last year, these guys have been kind of elevating their play. Um, Herbert looks really good at quarterback. Um, their running game is consistent. They create turnovers. This team, I mean, a few years ago before Herbert got there, you know, you would, you know, see the Chargers on the schedule and say, all right, you know, this is an automatic win here. Now you got a team and a whole in the AFC West in general that's really strong. I mean, you got the Raiders, you got the, you got the Broncos who are undefeated, and now you got the Chargers here. I mean, this whole, this whole division is really, really getting it done. And um, so don't want to get too far ahead, but like I said, the Chargers are starting to really make some noise. They're starting to, you know, you can't just walk up in there and think you got to automate Richter on these guys. These guys can play. You know, you do have a both zone defense. Uh, they put the pieces around Herbert that he needs. He plays well. He knows he knows how to read defenses. He knows how to go through his progressions. The Chargers are starting to make a little bit of noise. So, you know, we'll see what October brings. But right now, as it stands, these guys are dangerous. And um, don't you, you can't take them lightly. Yeah. And, Ray, that's in your division, man. I know you're probably keeping an eye on, on Kansas City and Justin Herbert. I mean, he was 26 of 38. 281 yards, four touchdowns, no interception, a 125 passer rating. And um, then this guy, receiver, Mike Williams, seven for 122 and two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, they're, they're starting looking like a, a solid team. Yeah. I saw somebody switch to Mountain Fantasy, and he blew <laughs> up on that game, man. But, um, you know, it, it was uh, – yeah, they, they have a good team. And the thing about our division, I'm just looking at day, man. They got everybody ranked inside the top ten except for us. We number thirteen. So really, yeah, you got the Chargers down in number seven, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, so everybody in the top ten except us. Denver number nine. They can't see like number six. So yeah, I mean it's it's a real strong division. Everybody looking like they coming to play. Of course, the Broncos they ain't played nobody yet, and no. you know I got I got my partner. He keep talking to me about the Broncos, talking to me about the Broncos, but they ain't played nobody yet. And then until then, it's hard to gauge how good are they. We know they got a good defense. We know they got some weapons on offense. They got you know two good running backs, Bridgewater, solid, good wide receivers. So I mean they they got they working with something, but at the same time, you know they need to look at, you know the the whole picture. But I mean Chargers, being as they had Justin Herbert, I mean nobody saw this coming. You know he when he was at Oregon, everybody yeah you know he was smart and he was a good quarterback and this that and other was all about tanking for two and where two was going. But Joe Burrow came out and played so well that nobody really questioned Burrow going number one. And, you know, but the way Justin Herbert came out, man, he he plays like he's been in the league for six years. And, you know, when you got a good quarterback like that and you got 
you know, good running game. Keenan Allen, most underrated receiver in the league. He really is. He really is. So, I mean, that guy is, is, is Hall of Fame. But, you know, every time you say, well, who's the best receiver in the league? And people probably going to mention eight or ten guys before they get to him, at least. And, you know, he probably better than five of them that you're going to mention. So it's kind of like, you know, now people starting to stand up and take notice and, you know, we got a big game against him on Monday night. Yeah. All right. So um, I was the only one that took the Chargers. And it's just something about Kansas, Kansas City just ain't right to me. And um, I went with the Chargers on that one. But we'll move on. Arizona took care of Jacksonville, 31-19. Jacksonville, they were competitive for a little bit. But Arizona went ahead and took control of that game. And um, all of us took Arizona. And Baltimore beat the Lions. Man, the Lions just, whoo, the Lions just can't catch a break. It, that uh, that last kick, as great as it was, should have never counted because it was, the play clock had ended for like a second and a half, and the referees missed a delay of game. It should have been a 71-yard kick. But uh, hey, still – yeah, but still, for a man to make a 66-yarder, I mean, that's just amazing. And if you look on YouTube, they got so many um, vid- videos of fans from inside the stadium holding the camera on um, Lions fans, and it is hilarious. It's like they knew the Lions were going to lose because, you know, they're the Lions. And um, also, they booed the owner. Um, I can't think of her name. Last name's Ford, of course. But they booed her big time when they presented – Calvin Johnson with his um, Hall of Fame ring. And, man, they do not like her and how she's – well, they don't like her because the team is bad, but I'm guessing they also don't like how Calvin Johnson was treated. I heard they chipped him out of a million dollars or something that he was owed. Or I can't remember the details behind it, but, uh, yeah, she got booed like she was the commissioner. That was, that was brutal. And, all right, so the Raiders – 31, Dolphins 28. This game went into overtime. 59,000 people at Allegiant Stadium. And, Ray, this game started off bad. Y'all just seemed like y'all were half asleep, down 14 to nothing. And then you got that safety and everything turned around from there. How did you feel after you were down two touchdowns, man? Did you you get nervous or do you feel like it was early enough for y'all to turn things around? Well, I, I felt like it was early. Then we got the safety. I told y'all, I said, here we come. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we came. Yeah. And the thing was, you know, it was early. It wasn't like it was, you know, 14, 14, or nothing like that. I knew that, you know, we was going to start to turn the tide a little bit. And we had the ability to turn the tide. But um, it, it, it was a tough game because we started slow. And, you know, they made a lot of good plays. Jacoby Brissett probably played the best game of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, not that he just had a whole lot of yards. It was just the plays that he was making. And, you know, he was breaking tackles like Steve right there, somebody throwing the ball. And it was like, you know, he really kept a minute. And we had a chance to win it several times. It just seemed like. We tried to give it to them, and they wouldn't take it. And 
you know, it, it was just it was a stressful thing at the end of the game because man, we had a lot of chances. We probably had three chances to win the game before we actually won it. You know, just pick up a first down, the game's over. Call enough plays to get a first down. You gotta have a money play to go to to get a first down. Stop handing the ball off and let you guys tackle you for two yards and all that because you're trying to run the clock. You must get a first down. And, you know, um, I told you, if they throw the ball to, to Brian Edwards, they throw the ball to Henry Ruggs, you know, we we got some guys who can catch the football. We just got to throw the ball to these guys. Now they playing Darren Waller different these last two weeks. Now you start to see some of these other guys see what they can do because they, he got to go somewhere else with the football. And that's a good thing in a lot of ways because before these guys get two and three catches a game, I mean, Hunter Winfro, you know, he he can show out because he played at Clemson. But, you know, he's always a, a good good slot receiver, good shorthanded receiver. And, you know, when they, he did his thing, you know. Uh, I'm proud that we were able to hang in the game and we was able to win it. But I think we got a lot of things to clean up. I mean, we got a lot of injuries. We got uh, we gotta be more disciplined, you know. Stop going for big hits and getting penalties and stuff like that. Yeah. Rough the passer, stuff like that. You can't rough the passer if it's third down, you know. So, but that that being said, you know we just lucky and blessed to get the win. All right. Well, I thought um, it was a big win. It's a it's type of win that every team likes to have under their belt where they can gut it out and overcome mistakes. 140 yards rushing without Josh Jacobs, uh, 357 yards passing, uh, dominated time of possession later in the game. And so I, I thought you looked good. And I don't know where Peyton Barber came from, but that dude came out and ran for 111 yards. And so – yeah, he, he really did his thing. I mean, yeah. he's he's making King and Drake irrelevant, basically. Yeah. I mean, Drake didn't have a bad game because yeah. he would have scored. He would have really had a good game when he got down on the goal line. But yeah, even in even in so once Jalen Rashard comes back, what do you do with King and Drake? The way he mm. way he, I mean, Barber's getting all the carries. They treating him like Tony Pollard over there. <laughs> All right, and yeah, so all of us picked the Raiders in that one. Um, all of us also picked Denver to to beat the Jets, and they beat them twenty six to nothing. That was just pathetic. They still play harder than the Bears. Um, the Rams thirty four, Tampa Bay twenty four, and the Rams Buck just have that confidence, man. They got that swag, and I think that Matthew Stafford gives it to them. Cooper Cup. Just he can't be stopped right now, and um, despite Tom Brady throwing for 432 yards, he got sacked three times and he was ineffective. Well, anytime you can get back there and rattle his cage a little, um, he's gonna, you know, that's that's basically what you're gonna see. I mean, the man is damn near 45, so you know, you get back there, you, you know, you can do some damage. I mean, three hits is all it takes. Um, 
You know, he that's that's just the sacks. He got hit way more than I don't know how many times he got hit, but um, uh, he got sacked you. three times. He got but, hit uh, five times. Yeah, so that's enough. So, you know, if you get in these guys' heads, you know, I mean, you get, you know, the, you got, you know, you got big time egos on that Rams defense. I mean. You know, you, we all know we got Aaron Donald back there. You know, you, you you got, you know, arguably probably one of the best corners back there in the league. You know, we used to say Revis Island. Now we got to say this kid's Island. I mean, he, he gets off, man. He played, you know, he talks a lot of crap, but he he's top, that top receiver. I can't think of his name. I can see his face and can't call it. But well, the Rams team? got a defense. The Rams. Their, their receiver? Corner. Oh, no, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. So, Ramsey Island. That don't even sound right. But anyway, bottom line of it is these guys got a defense. And, and you know, they got an offense now, and they got a quarterback in Matthew Stafford who's got probably the best receiver he's ever had since Calvin Johnson. And you got a team that's, that really wants to win every week, uh, unlike the Lions. So, um Matthew Stafford is actually he's blossoming in this offense, and um, you know when the when the offense is scoring touchdowns and the defense gets the rest and they fresh when they come back out there on the football field, you got balance, and yeah. you gonna have problems. Yeah, and so um, it was impressive to see what they did. Matt Stafford was twenty seven of thirty eight, three hundred and forty three yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, got back in the mix. That dude's still fast to be 67 years old. He had 120 yards receiving, 175-yard catch. Cooper Cup was 9 for 96 and two touchdowns. So they did their thing. Uh, we all picked the Rams. We all kind of felt like they were going to bring it, and they they brought it. And the Vikings beat the Seahawks 30-17. to 17. Kirk Cousins, 323 yards passing. And um, we all picked the Seahawks. We, we thought that they would be ready to play for this one. And, man, the Seahawks are, are, are in a little trouble because their schedule is kind of tough. And to be one and two right now is just, just not good. And Green Bay 30, San Francisco 28. And all of us took Green Bay. Uh, Let's see who came the closest. Ray had Green Bay winning by four, so he came the closest. I had him winning by 10. Well, now Buck had him winning by four as well, so y'all tied for the closest. But, um, yeah, man, 37 seconds, Aaron Rodgers, we kind of knew what was going to happen, Ray. I mean, all he needed was a field goal. Oh, yes. See, see, the thing about this, if it wasn't for big moments – in like playoffs, Aaron Rodgers would probably be considered the greatest quarterback of all time. He got more talent than Tom Brady, hands down. He just yeah. don't perform in the big moments like Tom Brady do. But mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's arm talent is uh, incredible. You know, I mean, he can spin the football. He put the spin in spin, and seems like he's gonna be good for. I believe he can play till he's 44 if he wants to, you know, because he don't show no sign of slowing down. 
And it's like, you know, I don't know. Whoever gets him next year, they going to be the front runners because I got to feel they may be Indianapolis because he's got to go somewhere. And to me, to mm-hmm. draft a quarterback and force the quarterback out when he's playing like this, man, I, I just I don't I don't understand it. You come out better signing him and then trading him to try to get something for him. Get something. Yeah, getting a couple of first rounds or something for him, and the contract is already in place. But yeah, yeah I mean, as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing like this, man. Anything is possible, but he need to bring this Aaron Rodgers to the playoffs. He brings Aaron Rodgers to the playoffs. He's very difficult to beat. Yeah, I agree. All right, last game, uh, Cowboys 41, Eagles 21. 93,000 people at AT&T Stadium. Check this game out. And Dallas started off fast and gained some momentum in the second quarter and never really looked back. And uh, I was very impressed with how the defense was playing aggressive. Uh, it's been – I haven't seen an aggressive Cowboys defense like since the 90s to where it looked like the Eagles were just tired of lining up, you know. And cool. I don't know – I don't know what uh, Nick Sirianni was doing. I don't think the Eagles – I don't even think they ran the ball for the first time until their third possession. And he was wearing his defense out. He kept throwing, throwing. They went three and out like five out of seven times. And uh, the defense was right back on the field. And Dallas was running the ball down their throat. Um, Tony Pollard had 11 carries for 60 yards. And Zeke had 17 carries for 95 yards and two touchdowns. And, uh, I mean, the tight ends got loose. And it was just it was just a bad recipe for Philly. And they their game plan, I just didn't understand it. I mean, I was very afraid of Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie running back, and, I mean, he had, like, four touches in the game. And so I don't know what Philly was doing in this one. I enjoyed seeing the Cowboys beat up on them. And I'm going to send an email to Eminem uh, in the morning when I get a chance. Dak was 21 of 26, 238 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He did have a fumble um, that was returned for a touchdown. But anytime Dak throws for 26 yards, I mean, 20, 26 times, I'm feeling pretty good about where we are. That means that the running game is probably working. And so I enjoyed watching this beat down. I really did. But all right. So we all picked um, Dallas in this game, except for Eminem, of course. And I had Dallas winning by 11. Ray had him by eight. And Buck had them by seven. So, all right. So, real quick, because I want to get into some boxing before I shut it down. Uh, just for the record, on the standings right now, uh, Eminem, Ray, and I all went 12 and four in week three. Buck, you were 11 and five. So, we all had double digit wins. Uh, the overall standings, Ray and I are tied at 32 and 16. And Buck and Eminem are tied at 29 and 19. So that's where we are with the standings. And we'll get into next week's games. And I probably can't see that. It's probably too small. But, um, Buck, I'll start with you. Jacksonville at Cincinnati Thursday night. 
but you're on mute, but Jacksonville. All right. Ray, who you got? Cincinnati about like 100. Got Cincinnati Bengals. All right. I'm going with Cincinnati as well. And Ray, Washington at Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta Falcons. But Atlanta. All right. I'm going with Washington. I think they're going to try to right the ship this week. Up Houston at Buffalo. Buffalo. Ray? Yeah, I'm going to take Buffalo as well. All right. Ray, Detroit at Chicago. <laughs> Detroit. I mean, <laughs> Detroit Lions. All right. But Detroit at Chicago. Man, after last week's performance at offense, even the Lions can beat the Bears. So I'm going to have to take the Lions. Yeah, I'm taking the Lions, too. All right. We got Dallas at Carolina. I'm taking Dallas. But who you got? I think I'm going to take Dallas. Ray? Oh, uh, no CMC. I'm going to have to go with Dallas. Yeah, without Christian McCaffrey, I think that they're going to have to be really creative on Sunday. And Ray, Indianapolis at Miami. Man, I think Indianapolis is going to have to get their first win. I think they know Jacoby Brissett, and I think they're going to have to take advantage of him. So I'm going with Indianapolis. Oh. Miami. Okay. Uh, this is kind of a tough one for me, but I think I'm going to go with um, – I think I'm going to go with Indy. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Indy on this one. This is going to be kind of tough. All right. And Buck Cleveland at Minnesota. Cleveland. Ray? Oh, man. This is going to be a tough one. But, yeah, I'm about to go with with Cleveland, too. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I just hope they don't burn me. And, Ray, the Saints um, are at home against the Giants. Oh, I'm thinking New Orleans. But New Orleans. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints as well. And I'll go ahead and take Tennessee over the Jets. Buck, what you got? Tennessee and about 75 over the Jets. Right? Yeah, I'm going Tennessee. All right. And Kansas City at Philadelphia, right? Oh, man, I'm taking Kansas City. Oh. Kansas City. I'm gonna be. I'm taking Kansas City. I'm gonna be so tickled if Eminem takes Philadelphia. And uh, all right, Arizona against the Rams. I'm sticking with the Rams. Buck, who you got? I got to stick. I'm going with. The, I'm going with the car, uh, Arizona. Okay, Ray. You say who? Who is the team now? Arizona. At Arizona oh. at Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to Rams. All right. And Ray, Seattle at San Francisco. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with San Francisco. But? I'm going San Francisco. Yeah, I'm going there, too. But Baltimore at Denver. Denver. Ray? Baltimore. 
I'm going Baltimore. And Buck Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Green Bay. Right? Green Bay. I got Green Bay. And last one, Tampa Bay at New England. And Buck? Tampa Bay. Right? Tampa Bay. All right. I'm going with Tampa Bay as well. Uh, What score do you have for that game? Uh, right. For me, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tampa Bay, thirty-one. I'm gonna say New England, uh, seventeen. All right, but forty-one to ten. Mm-mm. I got Tampa Bay, thirty-five, seventeen. And on the Steelers Green Bay game, what you got, Buck, for a score? 42 to 17. I, don't, I, I just, unless, if, if TJ White plays, we might have a chance. But if he doesn't, what the fuck? Mm-mm. I got and 30. I hate to even say that, but that's just the way it is. I got 34-20. Ray, who you got? I mean, what's the score you got, Pittsburgh Green Bay? I'm going to go with 36-21. All right. All right. So, I'll take care of our. Got that recorded for this week. And all right, so I'm going to get into some boxing real quick. I'm going to have to skip the, the who am I this week. But we'll get into some boxing and talk about what happened over the weekend with uh, Anthony Joshua losing to um, Alexander Yusik, the Ukrainian boxing who is now 19-0. and 0. He has 13 knockouts, and now he holds, what, three belts? And he mm-hmm. went the distance with Anthony Joshua. And I was able to watch. I didn't watch the whole fight. I watched the highlights, like a 20-minute highlight film um, on YouTube. And from what I could see, it looked like um, Usyk started fast. Anthony Joshua looked good in the middle rounds, but he, but then Usyk finished fast. And then in the last round, they rang the bell like five seconds left. It's like they showed the timer. The clock says like eight seconds, seven seconds. And then next thing you know, they were ringing a bell a couple of seconds later. But, um, and, and Joshua was in trouble. But, uh, Ray, from what I can see, man, I, I don't think Joshua has – I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy can fight. He, he's a good fighter. But he just don't seem like he has that dog in him, man, that when he has to dig down and get somebody out of there – I, I just don't see it in him. No, he he he's he's a tentative fighter. He's a fighter that, like you ever see a guy that, that that's big and strong. Even when you was a kid growing up, but he couldn't fight worth a lick, you know. And it's kind of like with, with Joshua, he can punch and he can fight, but at the same time. He's one of those guys, if you can back him down and you can stand up to him, he's going to fold up. And not necessarily say that he choked or he ran or he did anything like that. It's just the look in his eyes says it all. He looks like he's unsteady. He looks like he's, time he gets hit, he's going to go down. You know, 
Yeah. If, if Tyson was in his prime, he'd have walked right up to his dad and knocked him straight out. Yeah, he probably because would have. You have the size on this guy. He's a blowed up 221. Okay, all you got to do is go get him. Every time you engage with this guy, this guy is, he, it's not like he got hands of stone. This guy, he, yeah, he got a, he got some power. But he got a nice 13, jab. Yeah, 19 and 13, that's not enough. You're supposed to walk through them punches. And you talking about you want to fight Tyson Fury, man? Sh- shit, come on. You know, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's an embarrassment. I don't think the score should have been 17 and 12 and all that because I think you think won uh, three of the first four. Then I think mm-hmm. Joshua won from the fifth round all the way to about the, to the, the tenth or you know, the eleventh round. He definitely lost the twelfth. But um, you can't let it come down to that because every time you threw a punch, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that, he's commentators, they keep talking like, man, he's knocking him all over the place. And that just wasn't so into the later rounds, you know, later rounds, he started rocking Joshua a little bit, but Joshua, I think, man, he needs to get him some heart, and usually if a guy don't have no heart, that's it, because you can't coach heart, you can't teach heart, you know, he's just a guy that, you know, he, he looks like the real deal, but he's not the real deal, because once he gets hit, He's a totally different fighter. I agree. I agree. And let me um, go down to the the sip down in Mississippi and bring on the homie Bailey and let him get in on the conversation. What it do, man? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's that? Hey, man? what's up? All right. Pleasure to talk boxing with you guys. And so, Bailey, I mean, Anthony Joshua, man, was 24 and 1 coming into this fight. He had the Lost to Ruiz, and he avenged that. And he's going to get a rematch. I mean, can you see him doing any better? I absolutely can see him doing better because the money and the politics of boxing—they're going to turn that into a rubber match. And now you get to now you get to dodge Fury and Wilder for a couple more years. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, he's going to do great in this second fight. And. Yeah, I just and, and but when it comes to to boxing, you know they they have these these rematch clauses, and I get it. If you're a champion and you lose, you want to run it back and get another opportunity. I mean, but that's 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 good for the sport, isn't it? It's good for the sport, um, but at the same time, you know, it's not like the good old days when the the big guys in the sport fought guys that were relevant. Um, I'm not saying that a rubber match wouldn't be relevant. But sometimes you want to see a different, you know, you want to see the top contenders fight for the titles. You know, that's what you really want to see. You don't want to just see the same thing over and over again. It may be good because the purse is good, but that don't mean it's good for boxing. I mean, if boxing would have been stuck to its roots, you, you wouldn't even have MMA out here right now, in my opinion. And that's the reason why they came up with something different because boxing, you know, just it just went down. I mean, the, because people got tired of getting beat up, and they started, you know, it's more it's more showman, you know, 
you know, dodge this, dodge that, and, you know, Coach fight people when they're behind the front. They don't want to lose. They don't want to put blemishes on the record. Um, you know, it's just it's not the same as it used to be. But, you know, there is a little bit of a renaissance. It's kind of falling off now a little bit. But 2018 was kind of where things were starting to go up. But to me, if you're a top, if you're a top contender, you know, one guy shouldn't have three damn belts. Put them on the line. Show you got some heart. Show you got some balls. And put it up. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I think that, um, like, I, I don't I don't mind the rematches. And it wouldn't be so bad if these guys fought more times a year. But when you're fighting once and twice a year, then a rematch all of a sudden takes up the whole year. Now I got to wait another year to see if you're going to fight somebody that I want to see you fight. And then that ain't going to happen. So then it's like three years down the line for some of these fights that we want to happen and they don't happen in their prime. So I, I wish these guys fought more, you know, because to me, if you're, if you're winning a fight and you're not taking a lot of damage, you should be able to fight pretty quick, you know, six weeks. Well, I ain't saying you should fight every six weeks, but I'm just saying you should be able to go in a, in a relatively fast fashion. And, and these guys aren't, aren't doing it. And so, so, Ray, let me go back to you, man. What happens if they have a rematch and Joshua loses again? What what happens to Joshua? Nothing. I mean, he's the biggest <laughs> boxer in in the sport, so I don't think nothing happens to him. I mean, shit. I mean, you got fights lined up from now to twenty twenty six. So you know, I don't think it's a big deal if he does lose. Because you still got a Wilder fight, you still got a Tyson Fury fight, you still have uh, the rematch coming up, and you know unless you get knocked slap out, you got a rematch with either one of those guys he fight. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's it's not it's not it's not a big deal if he loses. He usually fighting in front of ninety thousand people over there, so. Right. You know, this guy collecting eighty million dollars a fight. A lot of people don't realize that. Canelo the most famous, but Joshua making the most money. Mm. You know. So it's always a packed house over there, I will say that. Yeah. And but um I, I wonder how some of the people in England, like who they favor as far as Fury or Joshua, uh, who most of them favor because they seem to like Joshua. Uh the fans seem to be be there to support him. Yeah, but uh, be the people's champ. Yeah, he just and man, his uh his defense is for show. When he put his hands up or whatever to his chin, that's for show. That dude got jabbed. Some of his, both his eyes were, were just about shut by the end of that fight. And yeah, uh, he you see, right between the gloves and hit him in his face just like he ain't got his hands up. Yeah, and you see, man, um, I have to say he's very he's very skilled. I think I may have seen him fight as a cruiserweight. I. I but I just don't remember much about him, but uh, he appeared to be very skilled, and uh, I, I was impressed at how he just he just jabbed him however he wanted to, and, and made it happen. So we'll see what happens, how long he holds the belt. Hopefully, he'll hold it longer than Ruiz did, because Ruiz lost the belt before he even got to the parking lot. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Manny Pacquiao is making an announcement on. Instagram, I don't know if it's going on now or not, but it looks like he's going to announce his retirement. Uh, Rightfully so. So Pacquiao is how old? What, 42? 
42 years old, record of 62 and 8 with 39 knockouts. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, this guy came into boxing in 1995 and 106 pounds. And he's gone all the way up to what, 154, I think? And so uh, this is a, he's an all-time great. I, I think he needs to hang it up. I mean, he can still make some money fighting if he wanted to. There are people who still pay to see him fight. But, um, yeah, go ahead and be president of the Philippines or whatever it is you want to do, bro, and just let the young guys have it at this point. Because I, I think that I, I think boxing does need to move on from some of these boxers that they've been hanging on to for a while just to give some up-and-coming people uh, some opportunities. And so, all right, so we got Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder in, what, two weeks? And uh, does anybody yeah, think that – does anybody think that Tyson Fury is going to win, first of all? I, I think Wilder's going to knock him out this go-around because he, he's too angry not to knock him out. If he don't knock – Fury out, he's gonna knock his train out, the referee, and everybody else. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, that's funny. I mean, because to me, he, all, can't, he, he can't afford to lose. Nah, he, really he can't. can't. I mean, he yeah, really he that, win that, win. that would only be his second loss. Why can't he afford to lose? And because I just we don't have the luxury of Joshua of having that English support. You know, whether you win yeah. or lose. Like in a, in America, as a heavyweight, somebody like King Kong should still be getting big money. You know, he's only yeah. lost to good people. But we just in a day and age where these networks only have so many slots for fights. And so if you lose, you out of that rotation. Yeah. You know, you lose twice. No, you but, but, King, but King Kong hadn't built a name until he fought. Deontay Wilder twice. Outside of that, who's he known for fighting? Okay. Uh, I mean, true. but he's a good fighter, though. Well, yeah. Not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. but it's yeah. rumored that he's 40 something years old. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If that's a rumor. <laughs> that dude, oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, but just with skill, just skill alone, he should be able to fight. What I'm saying is they only have so many slots on the on these cards. Like when HBO yeah, was showing it, they only had so many fights a year. When yeah, uh, that man with Al Hayden, yeah, they only got so many slots a year. They, you know, you, you know, Wilder for the the money he commands. If he loses, I'm not saying he's done with boxing, but he may not be the headline of a pay per view for a while. If he loses, you know, you ain't gonna be able to headline and command the kind of outrage he really wants. Yeah, our rate, the pay per view price, prices that we pay. But who's he? He only pay per viewed against who? Tyson Fury. Who else he pay per view against? Yeah, nobody. But even when he's not pay per view, he's still commanding. You know, he's still making pretty, you know, good money. Well, when he when he fought Tyson Fury, when he fought Tyson Fury, before then his highest payday was like three million dollars. Yeah, he fought Tyson Fury and went up to forty. So, you know, yeah, pay per view is where we, the money is made for sure. But uh, um, got Ruiz I'm, out there, guys like that, he can fight forever. But I mean, but if 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 he does lose, then 
I mean, yeah, I would I would like to see him fight Joshua. Don't know if that would happen. Um Joshua ain't gonna never fight him, man. Probably not. And but I mean if 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 Deontay Wilder is fighting, you know, Joe Six Pack on pay-per-view, I'm not gonna pay for it. I'll I'll just wait and watch it for free somewhere. So um I, I, I don't know, but I I, I, I personally fight. feel like Huh? The only pay-per-view fight has been Tyson Fury. Yeah. So, but you know. I personally feel like he, uh, I feel like he's going to hurt Fury. I really do. Because I'm kind of like Ray. If he don't whoop Fury, he's going to whoop, whoop the audience. He's going to do something. Because cool. that dude's going to be. The only thing I'm worried about it is him being, there, being a little out of control with his emotions and getting wild. If he can Plus, focus that 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 emotion, then Lord have mercy. If he don't establish nobody, a jab and go to the body, that. if he don't establish a job, a jab and go to the body, he ain't gonna knock out nobody. Yeah, I mean, Fury. If he hadn't cheated, he wouldn't have beat Wilder in the first place. Nobody want to talk about that. I thought he had some in his rap. I thought he had some in his rap. But, but why do we as boxing fans ignore that type of stuff? No, I, like don't, I don't know if it's Canelo. being ignored, though. I think it is being ignored. Ain't nobody, ain't yeah, nobody yeah. talking about it. I, mean, yeah, I, I think know, Mace got outboxed. He got beat. He got knocked out. All this other stuff people say it. But, man, if you got submitting whatever in your glove, uh, how can you not get beat like that? As, as, it looked like it. I just don't think it was it was proven he didn't get caught in the act. Yeah, but I think it. it was a lot of awkward awkwardness about how Fury was punching in that fight that came out after the fact and everything. And uh, of course, you know, mainstream boxing is not going to discuss it and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, Same that dude, thing. that dude looked like he was beaten with a bat. That yeah, that didn't look natural. It, 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 exactly, and for him to go out like that, he. Equilibrium bowed off and all that. Same thing with Canelo. Canelo got suspended for, for taking drugs. Then you fight yeah, that was Mexican Mexican meat. That was Mexican you fight, meat, man. Yeah, that's the Mexican <laughs> meat. And then, and then you did. Then you fight Triple G, and arguably you lost both fights. Yeah. And then you won't, <laughs> you won't fight him again. And then everybody you talk to, well, you know, Triple G, oh, he he was he was this, he was that. Triple G has lost one fight, and you could dispute that, and he wouldn't give him a rematch for it after the guy battled him and battled him and battled him and battled him. And to me, I think Triple G won both fights, but people want to ignore yeah. that. Yeah. Nobody yeah. talks about Canelo, 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 Canelo. She I tell you what, though, Canelo better not sleep. He better not sleep on Caleb Plant. I know Caleb Plant can fight. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's November 6th. The, the problem of being Canelo is if you don't knock him out, they ain't gonna hardly give the decision. Yeah, you're gonna lose. That's the yeah. that, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I agree. So the Caleb Plant gonna come to fight, I guarantee you that. Yeah. And you got Jamel Herring and Shakur Stevenson on October 23rd. That's gonna be nice. Yeah. Uh Shakur Stevenson 16 and 0, Jamel Herring 23 and 2. Uh, the future, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I tell you what, Mikey, you better stay away from Tate Davis. Talking about moving <laughs> up, and this and that. You better stay away from Tate Davis. 
So uh, Mikey Garcia is getting back in the ring against some uh, Sandor Martin. Mikey's 40 and one, Martin 38 and two. Uh, that's on October 16th. And then Teofimo Lopez and George Camboso Jr. I'm not sure familiar with him, but he's 19 and 0, whoever he is. And Teofimo Lopez, 16 and 0, 12 knockouts. Of course, you know, he got past Vasily Lomachenko, yeah. Lomachenko last year. Teofimo so, Lopez, he a whole two. You know, so I don't like I don't like fighters. Once they get the titles, they want to run all over the place and don't want to fight this guy, that guy. Hey man, you got the belt. Lomachenko gave you a chance. You can give him a rematch, or you can fight Devin Haney. You can fight Tank Davis, or you can fight Ryan Garcia. One of these guys up at the top, not running all over here. Fighting this guy and fighting that guy and demanding all this money when you ain't made a million dollars before you fought Lomachenko. You know, to me, I want to see him get his ass whooped. I um, I definitely would rather see him in a better fight than the guy he's fighting because um, I, I know nothing about him as far as – and looking at his record, I don't really see anyone that he's fought that's any good. He's from Australia. But – um. I mean, but I, I agree. I would have loved to have seen him run it back with uh, Lomachenko because that, I mean, that could have been a totally different thing if they ran it back a second time. And, I mean, that's one of the things that could have been a trilogy, you know. Yeah. But And so, uh, speaking of trilogies, and we'll get ready to, to, to wrap things up, but speaking of trilogies, man, or I mean, when I think back to, like, Mickey Ward and Arturo Gotti and – is there anybody out there do you think that can put together a fight, a series of fights that kind of will be equivalent to a, um, a Gotti and a Ward? Crawford Spence. You you think they can go for go to war three times? Yeah, yeah. He ain't gonna whoop Crawford that one time, brother. Crawford Spence. He ain't gonna whoop him that one time. He may, but but we are tuning in to see all three. Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Nah, I, 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 I think Crawford gonna whoop him bad both times. The rematch. I think Crawford and better be careful with Porter. Yeah, Porter's gonna be a dirty fight. I, I mean, think Crawford good. better be careful with Porter. I'm not yeah, saying Crawford yeah. not talented. Crawford the most talented boxer in the business, but Porter yeah. is, you know, he's Spence like man. is a bigger fighter. Than, is a bigger fighter than Crawford. Definitely got more pop. And to see the hard time he had nah, with him, hey, I don't, I don't know about that now. Crawford, Crawford takes a lot of time. Everybody has seven, eight people now. Six, huh? six, How many people? What's Crawford knockout ratio? We 30, 36 and and old with thirty-seven knockouts. With, with Twenty-eight knockouts. Yeah, that's about, what I'm saying. Who you fought? Spence has yeah. fought better people, better talent at this point. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, he fought more welterweights, of course. Yeah. Think about how many fights yeah. you've been with who you fought. I mean, Spence, Spence has got a better resume right now. I'm not saying he's better than Crawford. I think Crawford is a better pound for pound fighter, but Spence's resume is better at this time. Spence has beaten Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Mikey Garcia, Lamont Peterson, Kale Brook, Chris Algieri. He got some nice names on here. Yeah. 
Yeah, Crawford can't match those names. Let me see. Crawford has beaten Kale Brook, Amir Khan, Jeff Horn, Jose Benavidez, John mm-hmm. Milena Jr., Victor mm-hmm. Postel. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad resume. I think I think I think Spence may be better, but it's not bad. No, it's not bad. Enriquez Gamboa. Uh-huh. That, that 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 fight shouldn't even happen. He was so much bigger than Gamboa. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I mean that was way back when they was one thirty five, wasn't it? That was uh it was very early in his career. I, I remember watching it. And Gamboa lumped him up the first couple rounds until he you know he then he adjusted to Southpaw and in the tired turn, but Gamboa yeah. gave him fits early on in that fight. But Gamboa was undefeated at that time. Yeah, he was twenty three and zero at the time, and uh, yeah, they were, they were both one thirty five. It was a sixth grader fighting a third grader, man. <laughs> nah, man, that's the way it looked now, but it wasn't that way then. Yeah, I mean, I watched so the fifties fighter. Gamboa was a bigger name, and he had fifty cent them, you know, in his corner and. He was a bigger name, but that fight was, I mean, the tail of the tape, it wasn't close, man. That was a good fight. I enjoyed it, though. Yeah. Remember, I told you about that fight for years, Q, remember? Yeah, yeah I had to watch yeah. that on YouTube. Yeah. So, I love Port Crawford, man. I think he's the most talented, man, but. Yeah. So, anybody else outside of Spencer Crawford that can put together a trilogy? Oh, let's see. Yeah, uh, Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. That's what I want to see. But, you know, he, he tried to wait Triple G out. Ain't gonna Triple, wait Triple G, the G best middleweight out there. Triple G, almost 60. Um, I'll tell you who I would like to see, and this brother is in the in the broadcast booth right now, so it may not happen, but... Oh, Andre I, Ward? Yep, Andre Ward and Canelo. I would, I would want to see three of those. I don't Man, want Andre I, Ward to fight I, again. I, I, I love Andre Ward, but Andre Ward was just stupid. You know, you you quitting and retiring. Too much money out here for you to be doing that. You know, <laughs> you can say he 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 got a little bit of that Roy Jones with him. You you was a great talent, and you accumulated about thirty or forty million dollars in your career when you could have had three hundred million like some of these other guys. If you just done things the right way, you yeah. know, and, and and you know, oh, they weren't paying me enough. They weren't doing this, they doing that. Andre Ward took about three years off, come back, got himself together, and and, and beat uh, Kovalev, and and then yeah. you talk that shit again and, and quit when the when the division was stacking up for you to come get all the money. Oh, he to beat Canelo them easy, and I and Triple G is one of my favorite fighters. Let me ask you this: to, Yeah, Triple G at 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 thirty nine years old. Uh, what do you think about him and J- Jamal Charlo? You think that would be a nice fight? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd be a good fight. I think he's gonna knock Charlo out. Wow. You know. Okay. Yeah. See, Charlo Man. them ain't showed me nothing because they ain't fought nobody yet. They get all this bullshit. What are you going to do with that boo Andre? He running from Andre, running from Andre. Oh, well, he's supposed to fight my brother. And he backed out of the fight and all this. They off you 
uh, seven to eight million dollars to fight the man you fighting for two million dollars, and you don't want to fight. To me, that's I mean, say the, you scared. The biggest name that he's fought. Well, I ain't gonna say the biggest. Well, I guess it could be the biggest name, but um, Austin Trout. I mean that that's that's yeah. really it for Jamal Charlo. He hasn't fought. Yeah. And uh, Trout Iris, wouldn't Trout didn't either. He hadn't fought Iris Larry Lara uh, or Chris Eubanks Jr. Um, or, or anyone like mm-hmm. that. So, and as far as his brother is concerned, his brother's what super welterweight. Um, yeah, Jamel Charlo. You know he has the one loss and the draw. Um, shoot, I don't even know any super welterweights. Liam Smith, maybe. Um, he fought Jared. Jared, Jared Hearn. Jared Hearn. I mean, he's he's just about he's just about beating them all. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's very. He just got a whole very strong division. I don't think he got a whole Yeah, but yeah. you know, these Charlos, man, you gotta you gotta fight somebody. I'm I'm with you. You undefeated and all that, but you guys doing all this talking, and then when somebody presents you with the fight, you fighting for two million dollars. They offer you seven or eight million dollars to fight Boom Andre, and you don't want to fight him. Why? Canelo mm-hmm. Alvarez offers you fifteen million dollars, and that wasn't enough money. Why? I would have fought everybody in the audience behind that. Yeah. You know. They so, can't keep talking forever. Even the lion got to die. It's just, I mean, I, I don't know what these guys expect as far as their legacy is concerned, um, because. Uh, we all judge people by, you know, who they fight and everything. And I don't mean like fighting people past their prime or something like that. You got some people that got some big names on their resume, but they, they weren't in their prime when they fought them. And there going to be a lot of missed opportunities as far as people's legacies are concerned. I mean, the money's going to be made because these made promoters going to make sure, gonna make sure uh, uh, that, that folks, get, that the folks money. get the money. So, but, um, We'll go ahead and get ready to, to to wrap things up. And just um, any final thoughts on the Usyk fight, the upcoming um, fight with uh, Deontay Wilder or anybody else that's on the radar. Have you all seen that guy? Uh, he's a heavyweight F.A. Uh, Ajagba. Nigerian. Uh, he's 15 and 0, yeah. 12 knockouts. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I and mean, so, I don't, I don't, I don't, not, no, this thing, I don't trust the African fighter like that. I've seen too <laughs> many of them come up there. I forget what the other guy's name was all these years ago. What's his name? Uh, Samuel Peter. Yeah. Samuel Peter oh, folded so much, and man, he folded up like lawn furniture. So I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. Because you... guys from other areas, if you hit them, they will fold up. You just look at Joplin. I mean, so, I guess you've had some, you've had some good African boxers, especially from Ghana, back in the day yeah. with uh, Azuma Nelson and uh, yeah, you uh, just know I, I Corte 
and, and people like that. But uh, yeah, but how far did he actually go? <laughs> so, but I, uh, I I think that I'm not. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's destined to be the next heavyweight champion of the world or anything. But I think he's he's a pretty skilled guy because he I think he has a mixed martial arts background. So he's pretty skilled with his hands, but he has the size. I mean, he's six six, has an eighty five inch reach, and, uh, and he he got some power behind him. So if you if you haven't seen him fight, uh, check him out. I think he's gonna fight. Wait, is he fighting next week? He might be fighting on the undercard for for uh, the Tyson Fury fight. And and Who is, he fighting the, is he fighting the mailman? Who's yeah, he, fighting? he ain't fighting nobody you ever heard of. I don't think. Uh, so, and I don't think he's fought anybody good yet. I mean, but uh, but he said himself, or his trainer, somebody I saw, was that he's really not trying to um, worry about increasing his competition level until he gets in his his in like twenty fights or so. That he's just gonna take his time. So, Frank Bruno was another one of those fighters. He was you. from England, I think, from the UK. Yeah, but like I say, he's a brother from somewhere else. Who was that that uh, took him out that time? Was that Tyson that took Frank Bruno out? Oh, yeah. Tyson took yeah. him out. Yeah, that was bad. That was very bad. Oh, but I want to tell y'all guys about this here. You heard of a guy named Jerron Ennis? Yeah. Nope. That guy there yeah. is going to yeah. that welterweight division out. Everybody except Terrence Crawford. I got my money on him. That boy can fight. Yeah, Ennis is good. Yeah. That boy Wait, I've seen him before. I just looked right yeah, up his picture. Oh, yeah, that boy can fight. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's a young boy. He's going to be nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 24 years old. Golden Gloves mm-hmm. champion 2014 and 15. Yeah, I'm North Philly. All right. Well, cool. I keep an eye on, out on him. Like I said, I think I've seen him fight before. His face looks familiar, but I have to watch him a little closer. Nickname Boots. All right, so we'll go ahead and shut this down, fellas. I appreciate you hopping on. And, um, of course, you know, we'll be talking about the the Wilder Fury fight after it happens. And uh, I'll get the young brothers back on to talk with us. But uh, in the meantime, we'll watch some football. And NBA going to be kicking off in a couple of weeks. So we'll see how all that goes. But uh, we'll go ahead and break it down and – and shut things down for the evening. You can catch the show at www.podpage.com forward slash 15 yards for the very unsportsmanlike podcast. Everyone have a good evening.